Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters. Reverend Smith coming to you once again uh, from WWOG, the written word of God. And today we want to take a look at the Psalms uh, and the 62nd number of the Psalms, verses 5 through 8. And this Psalm is a calm resolve to wait for the Lord. Uh, you know, we, we do have grace to wait, but we can do nothing to earn God's grace. But my brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen, we should be, should learn from and because of God's grace on how to wait for the Lord. Amen. And Psalm 62, verses 5 through 8, and it reads, My soul waits silently for God alone, for my expectation is from Him. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be moved. In God is my salvation and my glory the rock of my strength and my refuge is in God. Trust in him at all times, you people, my brothers and sisters. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and the doing of his holy word. A calm resolve to wait for the Lord, and if I were to put a title to this episode, and I will, it would be Grace to Wait. Grace to Wait. You know, nobody in our culture likes to wait. Yes, it's easy to become impatient for a doctor to enter the exam room the grocery cashier to work faster, or for the website to to load uh, in a hurry. Patience can even be elusive in our relationship with God if he doesn't answer our prayer request as soon as we want him to answer. David, the author of today's psalm, wrote often about the need to wait on the Lord. Now, in the original language, this word means to rest quietly or to quiet oneself. Now, does that describe how you wait or do you fret and worry? The key to waiting, brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen, or waiting quietly for the Lord is to maintain your hope in Him regardless of your situation. That's how David was able to wait for God's unordained time to become king. Although he was anointed as king in his youth, the promise wasn't fulfilled until he was 30 years of age. In those intervening years, he suffered much hardship and unfairness. But David 
upheld his hope in the Lord. And if I had to ask you a question today, that question would be, are you waiting today for God to change or accomplish something in your life? If so, follow David's example. Follow it with awareness that the Lord is your refuge and strength. Trust in both his timing and his provisions. And as we continue to study this psalm, uh, the message of this Psalm 62 is that God is the only true refuge. The repetition of the words only and alone emphasize God's exclusive right to our full and undivided trust. Yes, among the many beautiful ways in which God is represented uh, are, uh, are as such. First, he is the source of our salvation. You can read about it in verses 1b, 2a, 6a, and 7a. He is our rock. Verse 2a, 6a, and 7b. He is our defense. And verse verses 2c and 6c. Now the base he is the basis of our expectation. You can find that in verse 5. He is our glory in verse 7. He is our refuge in verses 7b and 8b. He is the source of power found in verse 11b. Yes, God is the fountain of mercy found in verse 12a. Anyone who makes God ground of his confidence and strength has, my brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen, the following confidences. Number one, he shall not be greatly moved, verse 2b. Number two, he has boldness to rebuke his enemies, verse 3. And number three, he can see through their plans and their strategies, talking about the enemy. Uh, you can find it in verse 4. Uh, and number 4, he shall not be moved. Verse 6b. Verse uh, uh, 2b says he shall not be greatly moved. And the fifth thing is that uh, he will want others to know the joy in trusting God. Amen. You can find that uh, in verse 8. Now, my brothers and sisters, uh, there are five other objects in which people often trust, but such trust is sheer to be disappointed. And those five objects are as follows. Number one, men of low degree, that is, common people are substantial and transitory as a vapor. They won't last long. Object number two, men of high degree. Men of high degree, whether rulers or wealthy people, are delusion in that they 
they offer help and security, but they are not dependable. But the disorderly and the elite in the scales put the disorderly and the, the elite uh, in the scales and they are weightless as far as trustworthiness is concerned. Uh, object number three, oppression. Oppression is a foolish method to depend on for it reeks with God's curse. Amen. Object number four, robbery. Now, robbery might seem to be a quick route to power and wealth, but you know, ill-gotten gain is doomed to the judgment of God. And the final object, number five, riches. Now, listen to this. Even riches gained through honest industry should never take the place, never take the place of the Lord in our affections and in our service. Yes, how often uh, have we looked for help from men and money uh, and, we, and it, we did it in vain? But though it was vain, God has never failed us and he never will fail us. Grace to wait. Wait on the Lord, my brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen. So when you make a comment on this psalm, you should come to this conclusion. First of all, he is my rock and my salvation and my defense and my refuge and my glory. And if God is my refuge, what enemy can pursue me? If God is my defense, what temptation shall wound me? If God is my rock, what storm shall shake me? If God is my salvation, what sadness shall depress me? If God is my glory, what false statement shall defame me. Yes, my brothers and sisters, though this be a short episode, we should learn to wait on God because he has given us the grace to wait. And when you further look into this psalm, it it seems probable that this psalm was inspired by Absalom's David's son's rebellion. Yes, the rebels were out to shatter David as if he were a leaning wall uh, and a tottering fence. Uh, The enemy's goal was to cast him down from his high position, that is, from his throne. While pretending loyalty, they were plotting treachery. Uh, I know somebody knows some people like that today in this 21st century. The fugitive king urges his law subjects to maintain their unwavering confidence in the Lord. His enemies were trusting in men and in money, but there was no salvation in either one of these. His own trust 
David's own trust was in the Lord. Repeatedly, the Lord had assured him that he is the fountainhead of power and love, that his power is used to deliver the faithful and to punish the foes, that his love is used to comfort and bless his people. Yes, he would see that justice is meted out to all who refuse his grace. My brothers and sisters, I pray that you get something out of this episode and uh, may I remind you once again to share it with others uh, as many as you can uh, and I pray that it would help you. I pray that you have confidence in God. Trust in God because he would never let you down. And as David did, David trusted in the Lord. Yes, David did a lot of wrong things, but yet David never gave up trust in God. And we should not either, even the times in which we live in. Faced with a pandemic, unemployment is at an all-time high. People don't have enough money to pay their bills, and they don't have enough money to feed their families. Uh, But in all of this, we can have confidence in God because he knows and he sees all things. He knows our situations better than we do. God has said, as uh, I said yesterday, God said in Philippians 4, 19, and my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And that word grace, we're saved by grace through faith. Let us have faith in God. Trust God. No matter what our circumstances are, no matter how people may criticize us and talk talk down to us and they may misbehave uh, disorderly uh, before us, let us keep confidence in God. Because when you have confidence and knowing that God hears your prayers, he says that you can ask what you will. In Jesus' name, and that the Father would do. Amen. So my brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen, remember that in order to leave me a voice message, you must need to get this app, this uh, Anchor app. And it has a place on there that once you get it, that uh, you can tune in and listen, and you can uh, leave me a comment. Uh, You may want to discuss something. Leave me a comment on what you would like to discuss uh, from God's Word. And I'll get back with you as soon as I can with it, uh, and we'll have a great time in sharing and learning and sharing the Word of God. Amen? Now let us close with a brief prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, once again, we thank you for this day. For this is a day that you have made. You said for us to rejoice and be glad in it. And Father, we give your name the high praise. Glory, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And Father, you are worthy of all praise, all honor and all glory. Father, thank you now for your grace. For your grace is sufficient enough for us. And Father, we pray for the sick and the shut in that you would bring about a healing in their bodies, if it's your will. 
And we pray, Father, once again, placing this pandemic in your divine hand. For if we are to make it through this pandemic, it's going to be by your power. Father, we trust you. We, we believe you. Father, we have confidence in you. We have faith in you because you have neither left us nor have you forsaken us. You have never failed us. So, Father, we call upon you once again to bless the hearts of your children with the blessing you see they're standing in the need of. Now, Father, bless every family. Bless every uh, one that is named under the name of Jesus Christ. And then those that have not come to accept you as their Savior. Father, we pray that you would draw them to Jesus Christ, that they too may accept Jesus as Savior before it's too late. Bless these little children. Father, keep them safe and secure as only you can. And then, Father, we ask that you stop by the hospitals, if it's your will. There are many that are sick in their bodies and seem like they can't get well. But, Father, just speak your word, for we believe your word, for your word is truth. For Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. And, Father, if you speak, we know that things will happen. Sick bodies will be healed. Blinded eyes will be opened. Deaf ears unstopped. The tongues that cannot speak will be loosed. Father, we, we trust you to help us through these times in which we live in. Now, Father, we pray that we bring glory to your name this day and from this day forward. For it is in Jesus' name that I do pray. Thank God and amen.